This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, as always, Shane Told. So good to have you. As I record this, I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, standing on my hotel balcony, looking out into the beautiful New Zealand mountains. I don't know what mountain range that is. I see some water. I see the fall leaves have turned. That's right. It's fall down here. But it's a beautiful, beautiful day. God, life is good. And you know what? I mentioned last episode about how this podcast is a worldwide thing. People listen to this all over the world, and I actually brought up New Zealand, and I did have a guy email me, say, oh, oh, yo, what's up? I do listen to the podcast every week. I'm from New Zealand, and I know we have Shelly from the All Access Club, but I'm very excited to be playing a show here tonight with Silverstein. We got Comeback Kid on the show. Very good. By the time you hear this, the show will be over, but hey, whatever. Next up, we're heading to Europe. We're doing eight Warp Tour dates and more European stuff after that. So make sure you get tickets. All that stuff can be found at SilversteinMusic.com. Hey, today we got a great show. The return of Telly Smith of The Word Alive. One of my very good friends in the scene and just a good dude. They have a new record, Violent Noise. It's out now. Great record. I've really been enjoying it. And it's a record that sort of surprised me. You know, The Word Alive, they're kind of known as a heavy band, low tuning, a lot of screaming, obviously busy drums, they're known for that. But this record has great songs and some poppy stuff. So I was very excited to ask Telly about that, and we get into all kinds of other stuff. It's a great conversation. Before we get into that, shout out to our sponsor, rockabilia.com. If you need merch, head over there. They got everything. Over half a million items, all officially licensed from the band, and of course, like I say every week, we got a promo code, PC Jabberjaw, and you're going to save 15% off your entire order today. Whether it's a hoodie, t-shirt, moss shorts, I don't know what you want. Maybe you live somewhere warm, you need a tank top. Believe me, at rockabilly.com, they got it. So head over there, enter promo code PC Jabberjaw, and you're all set for 15% off. Let's keep the intro short this week, and let's get in to my conversation with Telly Smith of the word alive. This is for every time that I fucked up. Didn't believe I was enough. Lost in my tears. And when we're older and the world gets colder, we won't give up. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good. Just uh, on our way to Lancaster, play Chameleon Club. It's not Lancaster, it's Lancaster. 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 You know, you know I have struggled so many times with city names that sometimes <laughs> people, I'll be like at a show, I'll say a uh, city's name, and they're like, it's like this. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, Just give up. You're wrong. Just give up. Well, it happens. I mean, Silverstein... In Germany, we are Silverstein. We just we just are at this point. Like I might as well oh, just yeah. say it on stage. I might as well just say we are. Hello, we are. You know, uh, 
Silverstein because that's what they call us, and we cannot just. So you just, you just got to stop fighting it at some point. Oh yeah, you just be like, sure, it, it. Yes, you are absolutely correct. That is what we are called. So Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I assume at the Chameleon Club. Yep. Now, what's going on with your tour? You you guys were doing Kill Switch dates, but they got canceled. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, our buddy Jesse had to get some vocal surgery, um, and so they needed to pull off kind of last minute. So we got thrown on like a hodgepodge of shows just so we weren't stuck. You've got a new record, literally, that came out yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, may the fourth be with you, and and also happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, uh, uh, the combination of those two days are probably two of my favorite days of the year. There you go, and, and a new record, Violent Noise, is out now. Uh, I had a chance to jam it over the last. They sent me an early copy, so I've been jamming it for like the last uh, week or two. Uh, awesome. I think it's a great record, man. Uh, I think it's got really good songs and. The thing about the word alive is, and you know, I've always been a champion of you guys and I've known you personally as a friend for a long time, but I think this record contains the best, the word alive songs. Well, thank you. Was there more focus, was there more focus on songwriting this time rather than like, okay, this is a cool part or this is a cool, you know, dynamic? Because it really feels like this, the songwriting part of your, of your, um, of your band has really improved. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just like, you know, the transition of us over the years, um, early on, it was more so like not thinking about songs as a whole and how they translate to live and, you know, just different things. It was just like, how many cool parts can we fit into songs? Which obviously like some fans, you know, like that obviously, but for us, like that's really never what made us love music or bands in particular. Um, it w- we were just kind of like a product of the environment and the time in which we became a band. Um, so like the first couple records, were, it wasn't really like, this is our vision. We didn't even have a vision, you know, yet for the band. We were just sure. like dudes who got along, who everyone was technically proficient enough to play in a band and create something that we enjoyed enough to do it. Um, So, you know, that's kind of a thing. Like some bands are fortunate enough to know their vision, like from day one, Um, we just weren't that band. So that's been part of the evolution of, of the word alive is discovering what that vision is, trying to carry that out. And, and that vision, of course, it has grown into writing songs and not parts, um, which definitely was an emphasis on, you know, the last record, I think we really started pushing that and um, we just grew so much from dark matter until violent noise that by the time we went into the studio, it was just a lot more natural for us to, to see the big picture of a song and, yeah, yeah I, th- I think that is what makes m- most albums, um, you know, have that more timeless feel is, you know, their songs. They're not about just that one breakdown or that one, you know, guitar riff or things. Obviously, sometimes those things become iconic, you know, within their respective scenes. But yeah, it's not like, you know, someone hears one riff of one song and like, man, you know what? I'm going to buy every album, every shirt. I'm never going <laughs> to miss a show because that one riff was so sick. Like. It's, it's got to be about the whole song and it's got to be about something deeper than just, you know, this part was cool. Well, totally. And I mean, a bunch of great songs <clears throat> makes a complete great album. And I mean, I was looking on your Twitter and I always, I've always enjoyed following you on Twitter for people <laughs> out there. If you want a good Twitter, Twitter follow, get on telly. What is it? Telly? Uh, telly yeah, it's just my name. Just Telly uh, Smith. Yeah. On Twitter. Telly Smith. Uh, and I, I love that you did this. You already released your top five favorite tracks on the record. Um, yes. And for me, whenever I put out a new album of my music, I always have trouble. It's like picking a favorite child, you know? Yeah. Um, but one thing that I, I, I saw with all these all these um, these songs you, you've got, just so people know, you got um, number one is uh, War Evermore, I Don't Mind, Human, Lost in the Dark, Why Am I Like This? They all have great choruses. And I mean, I'm a little biased <laughs> in that regard. 
but but they are. They're all they're all big chorus songs, and I love that. That's an approach you guys you guys have taken. Um, was that something? I mean, you're obviously you're the singer. You sing the choruses, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Zach and Tony have a big role in the band. But working with Matt Good, um, who's a former guest of the show, yeah, uh, how was his role in in helping you guys craft these these great choruses? Because I, I think that really jumped out at me when I heard the record. Well, the thing about working with Matt, um, you know, that I love is, you know, with Dark Matter, we were kind of in a weird place where we knew that we were transitioning in different ways. We knew that we were kind of naturally gravitating towards a sonic change overall. Yeah. Um, And and he really helped us to navigate that. Um, And I think by the time we got to Violent Noise, we had just done so much together that it was almost like me and him are like, don't even have to speak like half the time. Like I'll be in the vocal booth. I'll be like, what what he'll do is usually he lets me just write. Cause how I like to do things is even if it's the worst idea ever, I just need to get that out. And if I can't <laughs> get that out, then I might not get to the right idea. And sometimes the first one is the best one. Sometimes it's like, wow, that was so terrible. I can't believe that just came out. Let's just forget that ever happened. Um, <laughs> but he, he really lets me just like go through. And when I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, like I've expressed my idea, then he'll digest it. And then we talk about it and we see, you know, wh- how we feel about it. Um, and he's really great at allowing me to kind of work through things and so many times I'll be like doing something and I'll know what he's thinking before I even like finish that. Like I'll be like, Nope. And, or he'll start to say something and I'll like finish his sentence. Um, like it's literally, we are so in tune with each other when it comes to, to working together and writing that it's just really, really easy. And the great thing about this record is like most of, um, the melodies, on the entire record, whether it's a chorus or verses or different things, a lot of them were very, like very early on ideas. Like I, it wasn't as hard as it has been in the past. Like there wasn't as much overthinking done. Um, we, you know, sometimes it would be like, there's a photo of us, um, by the control desk and how I like to write if I'm in the studio is, I'll sit next to him and I'll have like my laptop there and I'll just have him like put different sections of the song on loop. I'll sit there. I'll write, I'll have like a melody idea and then I'll write out lyrics and they're not, uh, sometimes they are, but usually they're not the final lyrics. It's just for me to get the, the, like the vibe out. I want to just understand what kind of melody, like, is this going to be legato? Is this going to be a staccato melody? Is this something where I want it to be wordy or drawn out? Um, for those non-singing uh, listeners well, right legato now. Means, legato means smooth and long, and staccato yeah. means really, like, staccato means, like, what it sounds like. Staccato. Yes. Like, yes. it's very, like, da-da-da-da-da, like, like, more choppy. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, I'll sit there, and then I'll be like, okay, I got it. And then I'll go in the booth, and then I'll sing what I have. And he'll yeah. be like, okay. He's like, I hear that. And he's like, that's sick. He's like, let's run it a few more times, get comfortable with it. Um so, like, some of the songs, like, in, in, say, for instance, in the top five, um, War of Amore um, was a song that I wrote the day that Chester passed away. Um, yeah. That, that I didn't even go into the studio with the intention of, like, whatever I write is going to be on the record. It was um, it was actually Matt Larson, our Monster Energy um, uh, music department rep. He wrote me, like, early on that morning um, just because he knows I'm a huge chester and lincoln park fan and uh you know i was talking to him about maybe not going into the studio and i was just like i've never felt this way before i've never lost uh, like an icon to me like right. there have been you know everyone you know in the music industry has you know experienced different loss you know some people you know like prince passing was like a huge huge deal to them yeah. i wasn't directly influenced you know by him um so like as much as i was like man that's really sad and i can understand people uh, feeling the way they do um, from a compassionate standpoint, I had never felt it personally the way that I did when Chester passed. So I was just like, I don't even know 
if I can be in the right headspace to to write right now. And he he encouraged me to go into the studio, um, and he was like, just write for you. He was like, whatever you're feeling, he was like, go in, write for you. And he was like, whether that's something that never, you know, is heard by anybody, he's like, it doesn't matter. But, you know, he knows me pretty well, and I think he was just like, you should do this for you, just for, like, your own, like, coping of the situation so i went in and uh, matt good um i sat down with him <clears throat> and it was just me and him then the guys had been in the studio writing different songs different you know some of them were like verses some were like choruses um war of Amore was i think almost finished like the rough version of it um and yeah. tony had written that one and i was just going through all the demo pile basically and i was like just play me the songs the guys have been working on that I haven't heard yet. And I was like, I want to just write to one that just feels like how I'm feeling. And when that song um, came on, I was like that one, I was like, that is the song. That's exactly how I feel inside right now. And, you know, as a singer, you know, maybe, you know what that's like. You also obviously write songs and play guitar, but um, yeah. you know, for me, like a, my favorite way to write is, I like to hear the music first and I like to feel what the music is like portraying. It's almost like listening to an instrumental band. Like it makes you feel something only there's just no words. Well, like how I write is I want to feel that. And then I like what that feeling is. Um, totally. Totally. That reminds me of a, a way back, way throwback to my young days. So when I was in middle school, uh, you know, which in Canada is, is the seventh grade and the eighth grade. I don't know okay. what it's like in, in America. And, and we had this really cool music teacher and we actually used to play instruments in, in seventh and eighth grade, which I guess a lot of schools don't do that. So we actually had yeah. like, we did band and, and everything. I played drums and I played bass, but I wish I, oh, I wish nice. I'd learned like a proper instrument, you know, like, like I could play the trumpet or something, but, um, <laughs> but I took the easy way out, I guess. But what he used to do is he, we'd have these, these classes and he'd turn off all the lights and he would play very loudly kind of this strange music and I, I wish I knew what it was but it was some of it was like classical some of it was just kind of experimental music yeah. and it, it never had any words it was all just in, instrumental music mm -hmm. and he would afterwards he would ask us what we were like picturing or what we were you know thinking like what it made us yeah. think of or, or feel and what I like I guess he'd been a teacher in the school for like 30 years and he had done this with all of his classes and what started happening is he realized that students would, they'd have the same reaction. They'd have the same thoughts. They'd have the same like things that they would picture in their minds from music mm -hmm. that like, you know, they, they, these people didn't talk to each other that you would just pick that up just from instruments playing music. Yeah. And that's kind of an amazing thing. And, and you that's know, if awesome. you ex extrapolate that into what you're talking about, it only makes sense that that's the best approach is to hear this music that you're going to sing over and be like, well, what am I picturing in my mind? What am I feeling in my mind? And that should be, you know, where you, where you get your, your inspiration from. Totally. I mean, that, that is exactly how I, you know, prefer to do it. And it's not been every time, like sometimes what will happen, I mean, it's kind of the same concept, but I just, you know, put one step before the other. Sometimes I'll write. And then as I'm going through like my notes, I'll be like, this thing that I wrote like a year ago fits perfectly with this. Um, yeah. But, but it doesn't always work out like that. And more times than not, I'd say like 80% of the time or more, I just end up writing something completely new, um, you know, from that. So that was wherever more for me was like, it just came out of me. Um, and same with like, I don't mind that song. Um, me, me, Zach and Matt Good wrote in like, I'm not kidding. Like from, the first riff to like all the vocals music like not every single layer of the music by any means but like the song lyrically yep. musically was there in like an hour hour and 20 minutes maybe something like that and it was just so much fun like i had the most fun out of all the songs in the record tracking that one vocally um yeah because it's just so upbeat and i felt like every melody i did was catchy and um, I was just like, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like we're just super in sync right now with each other and everyone like 
Zach would do something and I'd be like, yeah, that's it. That's fucking sick. And then um, yeah. I would go and do like a vocal part and I'm like, what do you guys think? They're like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's <laughs> just the one. Like, so like some songs came together like that. And um, some of my favorite songs out of that top five um, were actually some of the, the faster songs that were tracked. And, and just going back to the original question, Matt, just Matt Good, like the way he is, is He'll let me go through, and then if it's not the one, he'll be like, he always has an idea too, because he's you know a singer songwriter, and so sure. sometimes he'll be like, what about this? And then I'll I'll either take it, you know, note for note, um, which actually happened in uh, Stare at the Sun and Real Life. Uh, he actually wrote the melodies um, and oh, yeah. a bunch of the lyrics for both of those choruses. Well, it's um, funny, um, you know, you talk about Chester. <clears throat> And I, uh, you know, I know that was heartbreaking for you, uh, and in some ways inspiring, I guess. You know, talking about that, but you know, I heard, uh, I read somewhere that you, you know, kind of the the death of Chester, you know, meant a lot to you, and and that it inspired one of the songs, but I didn't know which one, because uh, I, I don't know, I just just didn't know which one, and I yeah. thought it might be Real Life, because to me, okay. Real Life sounds the most like a Linkin Park song. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, I mean, we like, there's no denying that, um, I think it's breaking the habit. It's just that yeah. concept, just like right, the, the whole song. And the, the drums are like a little electronic sounding. Yeah. 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 So we were like, we, you know, we straight up were like, that was like, I think that was pretty much the only song. Well, lonely. We were just like, we want to write kind of like a Deftonesy, like vibey, dark, heavy song. But, um, Real life was probably the only other one that we were just like we've we've never had a song that's just the same beat pretty much through the whole song, and we were like yeah. we thought that would be really cool to do. So that's how that song came about. And, um, that song was written and recorded before Chester um, passed. Oh, interesting. Um, so interesting. it just kind of like came about like that. But I I definitely could see that one because. Um, you know, especially I didn't know, you know, the place he was in. I mean, no one did, obviously. Um, no. But but real life is like the transition from maybe you used to actually get high um, off different vices. And then and then you learn to, you know, shake that and kind of feel that like natural high from just like living your life to the fullest kind of a thing. Right. And um, so like it is more of a like the darkness was there at one point in your life. But now like life is just fucking awesome and and it's electrifying it, it feels like you're you know quote unquote when people say like i'm living my best life like basically that's like real life is like that moment where you're just like man life is really dope right now great well i mean i know you've had some personal struggles um you know just as a friend yeah. of yours you know i know you've you know you were in a relationship for a long time uh, mm-hmm. that, that came to an end and you know we went to south america together kind of right as you were reeling from that, um, that must have played a role, you know, in in the writing and and recording of this record. And and how are you holding up now? Um, I mean, first off, I mean, it definitely did. It it was, it's just been a long couple of years, um, you know, with different things, a lot of change, um, you know, like you said, going from, you know, being with, um, my girlfriend of over six years and living together pretty much the entire time. But just the things that we experienced together, like it's undoubtedly like a, a gigantic chapter of my life. Um, yeah. And, you know, we still like love each other, care about each other. Um, I, I would like to think we always will. Um, and, you know, so there's no like, there's no songs on the record like about her or, or anti her. Um, it just, you know, it, it, it wasn't working and um, just some of the other things that I had gone through and some of the things she had gone through it, the, the reality of life is sometimes it's just really hard to stay growing together, especially when you're experiencing so many things so far apart from each other and my perspectives and her perspectives were just completely different and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, it's just sad, you know, because I, she's a great person and I, you know, 
have been a great person off and on throughout time. So um, <laughs> you've had but, moments of brilliance uh, yeah, in the yeah. great in the great dude front. <laughs> you know, I've, I've definitely been good and I've been bad. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> well, but, I appreciate yeah, the I honesty. Mean, I mean, you know, I think most people can relate to that as well. You know, okay. The older I get, you know, I just am a little bit more honest with um, myself and people around me and that, Sometimes, yeah, I've been a shitty human being and I try not to be, but, um, you know, just sometimes you make bad choices and those bad choices lead to other ones and, you know, it can be a slippery slope, but, um, thankfully more times than not now, I think I'm making like better choices overall. But I mean, the, the record just, it kind of came from a place of, I was transitioning, going through a lot of different things, um, some stuff that I was you know, not admitting was going on, some things I was in denial about, some things that I was blatantly just like running away from, hoping that things yeah. just naturally got better. Um, and and a lot of that came out almost like subconsciously, um, you know, on the record. And um, I think, you know, I could write like five more albums worth of things that have happened even since we wrote the record. But, wow. um, you know, the that's just uh that's just how it goes sometimes and i think this record like writing it was what i needed to do to let myself start to actually with myself and um you know through doing that it's been you know kind of hit rock bottom towards the end of the year but then it, it turned the corner and it was just like like a lot of people have you know experienced i think in the music industry it's just such a roller coaster and yeah. you know all these things are finally coming out about you know the way that our our lives are dictated by so many things out of our control it's you know it can be really daunting for for people who, who like myself like one or more like wear your heart in your sleeve like kind of get burned you know a lot in life um you know doing that missing family friends things like that it just weighs on you but you're just trying to always be positive because you don't want to bring the rest of your band down or your crew or the other, you know, people that are, you know, behind the scenes working for your band, trying to help you have a career. It's like, you don't want to be the one that's like letting your personal shit, like bring down everyone else. So everyone just tries to like put a smile on all the time. And right. It's just not sustainable. And so, you know, we, because of you know some of the things I've gone through and just, us getting older, being a band, we, we will have been a band for 10 years, um, later this year. Yeah. Congratulations um, for on that milestone. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. Um, it definitely went by pretty quick. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, we're just like in a different place now where we can just be honest with ourselves and each other. And it's, it's being, it's been helpful to kind of just like, you know, we've been doing things like on this tour, uh, off days have been going like bowling together and going to like barcades and doing different things instead of just only going to bars just to drink. Um, and it's been, it's been pretty rad because it, it makes it not so isolating, um, you know, as, as it can get sometimes on tour. Totally. Totally. Well, yes, um, 10 years. Wow. And, and this is an album number five, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy too. And I read one thing on your on your Twitter that I found kind of interesting. Um, yeah. And you were talking about how you've done more press, you know, than you've yes. than you've ever done, you know, in the last little while, I guess, to set up this album. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I I read that, and, and then I'm I'm like, wait a second, am I press? I, I guess I'm press too. <laughs> like I'm press now. I don't feel like I'm press, but I guess I am. No, um, I mean technically, but not to me. But I'm wondering, no, I you know, was you looking said forward to this one. Well, thank you, and I, and I am too. But but you said you know you said you were disappointed with the press, and I'm kind of I kind of wondered why and what you meant by that, um, because I don't know. I just I just wondered what you know the expectations are for you as an artist. Uh, if it's like okay, I, we've been a band for ten years, we're on album number five. Like, I need a little more respect here. Or if it's just that people are trying to pull negativity um, out of you, and you're trying yeah, to be positive. I, I'm just kind of wondering what what you're um, what you meant by that. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, it's more the it's not the respect because you know people are they aren't. I'm not too concerned with that, but it's um, it's more for me of like 
trying to pull out something that isn't there. You know, I'll talk about anything, good or bad. I, I don't, you know, have a problem with that. Um, I think, um, you know, I, I actually was, I listened to uh, your podcast early on in this uh, tour with uh, our buddy Scott Russo from Unwritten Law. Oh, and, and what a great I, episode I wrote, that was. Yeah, it was a great one. And, uh, and I was talking to him, like I wrote him afterwards and we talked for a little bit and we just talked about how like, there's no point in like sugarcoating things like, you know, this far in. And it's like, it's just so much easier to just be no bullshit and just tell it how it is. So I'm totally open to that. And, um, you know, I don't have particularly too much to hide, um, necessarily, but, (laughs) um, it's, it's, it's just like frustrating when certain things, like for instance, we've obviously had member changes too recently with Luke and Daniel, and yeah. you know a lot of the a lot of the articles like they'll talk to me about things and that might be a small piece of like what we talk about and then that'll be like the lead headline for the article it's right like, right you know telly smith says the band is only tony and zach and, and i'm like no that's not what i've ever said and that's not what i mean by it um i'm coming from a place of i'm thankful that the core of the band is still there and that the reality of the fact is that not in a disrespectful way to any member, but me, Tony or Zach have just written almost every song and we haven't written every song. We haven't written every part. It doesn't mean that people haven't had impact or influence, but um, you know, people just like taking that and trying to twist it into something that it's just not real is uh, has been a little like frustrating, but I also oh, sure. went to a to a pour your own beer and wine bar last night, and I had a couple glasses of some great red wine. So I was also feeling a little <laughs> feisty. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> There's some, the honesty. My, I some, love it. I yeah, love some it. Some of my but... best tweets are uh, post bar um, tweets. So <laughs> so last night was I just you know had to get it out there, and but it was one of those things. I saw like a headline of that, and then another one was. Uh, someone took me talking about Chester and, and War Evermore and um, they made the headline um, Telly Smith, Smith talks like friendship with Chester which I've never claimed to have a friendship with him I've never met Chester he was just a huge impact to me but they right. only put that there just to get extra clicks you know and mm, just stuff yeah. like that is just I think that's just like shoddy journalism I think it's just sure. kind of um, manipulative to people and it paint if if I come across as an asshole and that's just how it is that's totally fine but if I'm not being that way and you you know paint me out to be that then I'm obviously going to be offended you know by it and and you know because I know Luke and Daniel or any past members you know everyone sees everything so um, you know it's just frustrating because um, you know Luke in particular is still like a really close friend of mine he just moved to LA I was just hanging oh, out with cool. him right before I left for this tour. And um, so, it, and Daniel has his studio and is, and is killing it. And we've been supportive of him um, doing that. And we actually ran into each other at a, uh, he was at a wedding in Vegas and I was at a wedding in Vegas this past September and ran into him randomly in a casino. And um, so it's just like random stuff like that is like, there is no like crazy like drama or anything. And if there were like, I, you know, would talk about it if it, <laughs> you know, if I needed to, but, um, we're also just like, don't need to air dirty laundry just for the sake of like building a story. It's like, that's not why I'm in a band. It's, it's not why, um, you know, the, the story about like this album. And so like doing press, being excited, you know, like if you're excited about an album, it's like, you want to talk about the album and talk about your journey. And then people are just like, well, this one thing that has nothing to do with like the actual songs themselves. Um, Let's talk about that. And, uh, so, <laughs> well, th- that's that's one thing that I love about uh, podcast, and, and you know, and the format that I'm a that I'm a part of here is the long form podcast. We can talk about anything, and I do very I do yeah. very little editing, and I don't really cut out a lot. Um, yeah. You know, and that way people can get out their whole the <clears throat> whole side of the story. You know, I understand it must be difficult when you talk to somebody for twenty minutes and you're really only writing like a tiny two three paragraph article. You know, mm-hmm. that must be difficult totally. for a journalist too. Um, yeah. You know, but I I think that's funny. You know, the hardest thing for me 
is I go to all this trouble. I do, you know, I, I find the guest, I schedule the guest, I talk to them, you know, we find a time that works. Then I, I dump the files in my computer and I edit it and, you know, and I go through and I record my intro and I record my outro and then I find the appropriate music and I put the music in and then I do the graphics and the artwork and then I'm about to upload the podcast and then there's the description box where I have to describe <laughs> what the episode's about. And yeah. that to me is the hardest part. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like we talked for an <laughs> hour. I don't know. We talked about all kinds of shit. And, and I'm like, well, I guess I want to have something like intriguing. So when I post it on social media, someone's like, oh, cool. I'll check it out. But that I'm definitely, that's the, I'm the worst at that part. Yeah. But that's like, it's, it's different to like try to, you know, sum up what it's about. And it's, it would be different if you included something that just straight up wasn't there. Um, or said, you know, if right. something was said and it's, it, it's a pop out moment, like, sure. Yeah. I'm, you know, I click on things for that same reason. I'm like, Oh, I'm interested in that. But if there's someone that just is not there that I'm just like, Hmm, I don't know what right. you're, uh, you were thinking right there. Cause well, that actually was never said. And then you read the article or listen to the podcast and you're like waiting for that. And it just never happens. And then you're like, well, what? Okay. Did it get edited <laughs> out? You know? And so I think, you know, I don't know what this conversation's, uh, you know, buzzwords will be, but feel free to use well, whatever ones you want. <laughs> can you can you say something about Bring Me to the Horizon really quick? They oh, love, they love here, that let me, one. Let me, here, let me drop let me drop a few things real quick. Yeah. Okay. So Bring Me used to be, in my opinion, no offense, but a shitty deathcore band. Okay. Um, here we go. This, this is and, good. This is good. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they transitioned into this like literally transcendent rock band that I fucking love. I bought their last two records. Um, I sing along to it. Um, I okay, am so you've collaborated with you've band. collaborated with Ollie Sykes. Can I can I put that in the headline? Uh, me me Your and Ollie have something of... in the works. He doesn't he doesn't know about it yet, but uh, we've, right. we've got some big plans. Right um, here we go. I, I, that that I got the title. It'll be the, <laughs> Tell, Telly Smith of the Word Alive. But let me I'll spell your name wrong. Telly Smith of the Word Alive talks collab with with bring me the horizons ollie sykes that can be the uh the title of the podcast you want to hear an actual collaboration that has been talked about that would be really funny that got the <laughs> approval uh, so me and connor ball from um the vamps um we talked about doing a slipknot cover together um and then Corey taylor like saw the the tweets and chimed in and he was like i am very interested to hear what this would be and we like did this thing on Twitter where we asked people what song, you know, would be sick. Um, and cause he's actually a really good singer and talented, um, musician, um, outside of his, you know, kind of pop boy band. I don't know what you would call them. I guess that's right. what it is, but sure. a cool dude. He started coming out to the world of live shows. Like, I don't know, like five years ago in Europe. Um, and well, UK and, um, and we just became friends over the years, and uh, so that that's actually a thing that me and him are trying to find some time to do something, uh, which will be cool. Um, and uh, I don't know what some other buzz buzz <laughs> things going on. Um, what are your thoughts on Cardi B? Cardi B is is so fucking badass. Badass. Uh, I love okay. Cardi B. I'm looking I for think, see the, too much positivity here. We need some negativity, you know. Okay, so that's what sells copies of my see. magazine. I mean, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> negativity. Let me try to find. Um, what's hey guys? What is there anything that I talk shit on? What's what's some? Vince doesn't count. No, Vince, you don't count. <laughs> oh, is Vince there? Say what's <laughs> up to Vince for me. Uh, Shane says what's up. He said what's up, Shane. Um, let's see. Um, oh, I got one for you. This is going to be slightly controversial. Maybe. <laughs> um, oh, we're reaching so, so hard. This is great. No, this isn't actually reaching. I've, I talked about this. So uh, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. 
And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You guys are on the last Warp Tour this summer. We're not on it. Um, I would love to be on it. Um, I think we should be on it. Um, every year we've done it, we've, you know, grown and done, you know, better and better. Um, I think we, you know, are kind of like a warped band in mm-hmm. some ways. Um, that being said, yeah, you guys have pretty much uh, done the even years and we've done the odd years. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, which is, you know, is just bullshit because we would have had so many back outside the trailer hangs, uh, yeah. across the summers, um, but, um, you know, the thing is, like, I love Kevin Lyman. Without him, you know, we would not probably be in certain situations that we've um, had the best opportunities in our life. But the way that it went, um, I'm actually not surprised at all that Warped is done. Um, and, you know, kind of had to go away, not by, by choice, but by just the lack of, you know, people coming out to it. I think it... Um, not necessarily overall musically speaking, but um, I think there's a lot of bands that you look at these different festivals that are growing right now and, and killing it, and there's just less bands. There's less bands, there's more quality over quantity. There's just like something that pulls the bands themselves in. Like every band wants to do, you know, Rock on the Range or Carolina Rebellion or you know, any of these big, you know, Danny Wimmer festivals. And I think it's the band experience is great. And then when every band is stoked and it's one day or it's, you know, a string of festivals, no one's burnt out. Um, I think Warp Tour put on too many soft ass bands, people complaining about the heat, people complaining about, oh, we're not getting this, not getting that. Instead of like focusing on the bands that love Warp Tour, that kill it on Warp Tour, that you know bring crowds that you know make people excited to be on warp tour i think there's just a lot of like unknown things and question mark bands that you take those out put take off a few stages take off 20 bands and put that money however you know it's got to be hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. maybe even over a million dollars put that into even one band like or a couple like really big bands that are like hold that essence of warp tour that put on great live shows that aren't just doing it for, you know, the paycheck. And, um, I think had that happened, I don't know that warp tour would be ending right now. I think right. it would have gone beyond where it is. And I'm, I'm very like stoked. I'm a fan of warp tour. Um, I just think, you know, from doing it over the years, all the bands were just like, yeah, we, we're getting paid this, and it's Warped Tour, so why the fuck not? But they just complain. They're just not about it. And I think right. I think Kevin probably got taken advantage of, and you know, different bands took it for granted. And um, I think that's just a, a huge problem that's been in our scene uh, in general is fa- there's just no like diehard fans i mean there are but there just aren't you know like we were just in south america like those kind of fans like (laughs) yeah how often do you like experience shows like that in the states it's like you have a you have like great shows for the states but everything's like its own like you know there's different levels of bars to be set within different areas and the states is honestly one of the lower bars Mm -hmm. it's just how it is and i think that whole problem way too many bands it's like quality over quantity is just so much more important to me and i just wish the bands that like busted their ass that are hardworking, you know guys and girls doing it for the right reasons i wish there had been more of those getting opportunities and not these you know pat pat on the back favors for managers and booking agents and labels um you know make bands earn it like they used to um well i yeah i just think there isn't that anymore you guys have proven yourselves you know as as a you know, five five albums, and and you guys have done Warp Tour numerous times, and you have a new album that that is out right now. It would only make sense for you guys to be doing at least some of the Warp Tour dates. So, for you guys to get passed over, I guess. I mean, I guess that would that pisses you off. Yeah, it, it makes me it makes me probably sound like bitter or like ungrateful or something like that. But it's not it's not so much that. It's just like when you know, like I you know I've talked to Kevin so many times and played cornhole with him and. When, um, you know, I had a death in the family, he was one of the first people that was like, whatever you guys need, 
if you you know want to go home for a couple of days like he's he was like we're not gonna like cut you or cut you know the guarantee of the band just like whatever you need like he's he is a, yeah. a great person who does so much for so many people and and all the things he does that people don't even know about like just helping different um, musicians and in, getting into rehab programs getting you know mental health getting um you know hospital bills taken care of like he just yeah. has done so many things it's just kind of disheartening for me being older and seeing what actually like goes on behind the scenes like there's just certain bands that i just feel like shouldn't be you know given that opportunity even if we're not there's still other bands that are you know even more deserving than we are that probably should be on um so it's just you know it's just being older and privy to more of the reality behind the scenes right. and the industry and the scene and just seeing how it works the different managers just and booking agents well, labels just you know getting the favors and not bands earning it anymore well you know what maybe they just can't handle the rock you know and uh <laughs> also the potential liability of uh telly smith doing something stupid and hurting himself or hurting somebody else in the crowd um, oh fuck because i that remember reminds me what <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. We almost couldn't play Warped Tour 2016 because I almost couldn't get insured. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? And I don't know if this is a factor <laughs> at all. I, I, I really, really don't think that, that it is. Maybe it is, but I mean, the last time we spoke on the podcast, you know, you had it was in it was Pomona, California, I think. You jumped in the crowd and you hurt yourself, fucked up really my bad, back. broke your back, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it happened yeah. again. Yeah, but, well, it was it was different the second time. Uh, so the second time when I broke my leg, I, I compound fractured my my right leg and broke my knee and partially tore my meniscus uh, in uh, in L.A. Actually, at the Novo, um, I went. Get so, away from Southern California. Stay away. I know. I, well, <laughs> I just broke the streak. This is the first show where I haven't broke something in like three years. So um, oh I think I think it I think the curse is lifted. But um, so you know, I promise, like the guys. I'm not going to be jumping off balconies, not going to stage dive anymore. Uh, I was like, all I'm going to do ever is just go into the balcony sometimes, you know, like pull Jared Leto, like run around with my wireless mic and go like pop up somewhere random. So we're playing um, on the I Prevail tour, uh, Rage on the Stage. They, the, the floor seats had sold out, so some of our fans have got um, balconies, balcony seats. Yeah. There's this one dude in like the dead center um just losing his mind our whole set and i was like you know what i can probably make it up there there's like a long enough break in the the bridge of trapped that um i was like i'm gonna go up to the balcony so i run up there i went too high though and i realized where he was so i was like okay if i don't jump down like over the railing on to this walkway I won't be able to make it to him before the song is over. So I'm like stepping on these chairs and then go to jump over a railing. And I basically like misstepped with my right leg and fell, hit the railing, fell over the railing, caught my leg in between two steel beams and like it snapped my leg. Um, And then I tried to walk over to him and fell to the ground. And I'm like, there's a video of me. Like he's like, trying to sing <laughs> it's so funny he's trying to sing along but also is like freaking out going back and forth of like wants to help me but also is like i'm i'm still trying to sing the rest of the song oh and finish it God. and so he's like half fan half like concerned like and he just doesn't know what to do and i'm like it get done i'm like all right we are the word alive and then i roll over and i'm like i think i broke my leg and uh Jeez. then they they wheeled me out wow yeah, and then you did finish the rest of the tour sitting down. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. I finished uh, sitting down. I actually made bus call that night, and uh, <laughs> and, and um, you know, I don't know why I do the things I do to myself, but um, yeah, I stayed on the tour and did did, uh, did the rest of it. It was very awkward, but yeah, I made that's the most tough, especially it. with with uh, you know supporting a band like I Prevail, and you know they're <laughs> friends of the show. Uh, and they've done um, some amazing things, and they have su- such young, impressionable fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it must have been hard. Like, did you have to explain every night? Hi, yeah, I'm my leg's broken, or I'd be like, 
rocking at harder. Like that, that's that's a hard thing yeah. to kind of convey to people that haven't seen your band before. Well, what ended up happening is I just guilt tripped like the whole crowd. I would be like, <laughs> I would tell them like, you know, like before the third song, I think it was, I would stop every night and be like, okay, obviously I'm sitting down. This is really fucking weird. No, this is not like our gimmick. <laughs> I'm not just like a weird singer that likes to sit down to sing. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> I broke my leg and I was like, so the thing is, is I can't do shit. But I was like, so if you have two working legs, you have no excuse. And right. I mean, it worked. Like everyone pretty much went crazy every night. Um, there you go. So it, it was just weird for me because obviously I love to run around and, and get into the songs and the, and the moment. So it was just weird for me. But uh, it, yeah, I can't imagine personally <laughs> like it's that would be very tough for what you're used to. Yeah. No adrenaline rush whatsoever. No, no. Well, uh, dude, thank you for doing this. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, you know, I just, a lot of people are always interested in the, like, the music business side of things. And, you know, it being 2018 and this being your fifth record and your first record came out in 2010, the differences in, in the way that you promote and sell music, how much have you seen the changes and... and like what's your approach with this like from the music business side of things man i it, it it is a whole different world now than you know when we were putting out deceiver right. um and, that and came even out in 2010 like, right yeah yeah it did yeah um you know even like going from real to dark matter it was like starting to transition but like from like 2014 till now like it is changed so much i mean we are for the first time like our retail like you know we would sell however many thousands of copies you know first week like get pushed through retail well now like our retail is like almost non-existent um, outside of vinyl because best buy is going to stop selling in july um target has like their minimums requirements of physical copies from the last record to do target which we didn't um which we weren't at Oh, and that's so how they do it. They there. do it based on your last record sales that they had. Yeah, oh, okay. um, th- that's at least most of the time. Obviously, there's some that people get favors pulled and get stuff right. in that they right. feel could like blow up. But you know, we're kind of not in that. We're not a new band, um, right? That has I get that, it. So, um, but yeah, so it's like mostly vinyl, you know, now, and we have some like retail here and there, um, and record stores that we've done well in, or you know cities that we do uh, sell higher numbers of cds but for the most part it's it's streaming and it's uh you know i've i've accepted it fully um i mean i i pay for apple music and spotify myself um do you have so both i get of them? it yeah i have both of them um i prefer spotify I, I almost never use apple music um only if like certain friends bands will drop like you know Apple Music exclusive or something like that or a band I like, like I'll go check it out. But that's literally the only reason I even have it. Yeah. Um, I listen to Spotify every single day, though. Um, and so I totally understand um, the why people love it. Um, and for, for us, it's more about just like, hey, if these songs are good, people are going to listen. They're going to talk about it. They're going to find it. And all I care about is fans coming to shows like I'm, you know, it's been almost 10 years since, you know, bands were making substantial money off CD sales anyways. So it's like, that's already been gone. Now we can stop pretending like first week numbers matter, which is great in some ways. Um, and now it's just like, is the album good? Are the songs good? Do they connect with people? If they do come see us live, if you love us live and you want to, you know, help us to continue to do this, you know, buy merch and, Right. And then keep coming back. Like that's literally it. That's all I care about is do you like the songs? Do they mean something to you? Do they mean enough that you want to come see us live? I think we are a better live band than we can ever translate onto a record. Um, just because of the energy. Like you just can't capture that. Same with you guys. I think you guys are better live than you are in record. Not that it's bad, but that's those are my favorite bands. You know, sure. I think Deftones is that band that even when Chino's not note for note perfect i don't give a shit about that like thursday is one of those bands that um you know earlier on just gotten way better um and he's you know killing it right now but one of my first shows seeing thursday he actually sang not very good <laughs> and uh 
but I loved it. I didn't care about that. I care about the passion, the energy, like the connection, like that live, like feel, like getting sweaty, bouncing off of other people in the crowd. Like that's what I loved about music and going yeah. to shows. And that's what I still love. And so that's the environment I try to create is the same reason that I wanted to be in a band is the kind of front man I try to be live. And so it, the music industry can change all at once. If you write good songs and you know, you're, genuine human beings that give a shit about your fans i think you're going to be all right through ever through whatever this transition is absolutely absolutely no and it was cool too that you guys didn't do like a super long lead out um to the record yeah like, it's the shortest one very it was very short like like less than two months wasn't it yeah it was uh, six weeks yeah six um, weeks which is like and some, it was some, almost going to be less yeah we almost just did a month but we just had two a little too much stuff going on, and then one uh, our mu- one music video got pushed back, so we had to do six weeks um, just to physically get everything in before the album came out. No, and I think that that's something that's going to happen more and more. Uh, you know, like even bands in our in our genre, like uh, our my good friends, my, excuse me, my good friends in the Cancer Bats, they just dropped a record with no with no, um, you know, just like a, a surprise record. Here it is. You know, so that's something that I think is going to happen more and more in our scene. And I welcome it because I hate as a fan, I hate it. And as as a singer of a band, as a musician, I hate it, too. You know, like, like, oh, here's the record. Okay, well, three months, like three and a half months later, (laughs) here it is. You know, it's it's uh, so I, I, I kudos on that. Yeah, no, I I love it. I I think the whole spontaneity of uh, shortening things and and i i actually hope it leads to potentially shorter cycles and and maybe not even full-length records i want to i wouldn't mind doing an ep once a year um rather than a full length and doing a two-year album cycle i i just think um one like so much changes within two years it's kind of hard to uh really like mold something that came out two years ago you know, two years later. Um, right. so, um, I, I love making music. If I could put out a song a month, I, yeah, I would prefer that. Um, I don't know if music will necessarily go in that direction, but, um, just as someone who loves to create, um, I, I welcome the shorter, the better, just drop stuff on me. Let me freak out about it. Yeah. Let me talk about it. And, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, sometimes like, bands will drop stuff and then i'll be like like you said months later and be like oh yeah i forgot like they have a new record they put a song out like i forgot about that song already like right it's just you know i i think that's counterproductive yeah i i, I w- i'm with you up to a point you know I, I think that'd be great if my favorite band dropped a single a month that'd be cool but at the same time like for me i'm an album guy maybe it's just because i grew up that yeah. way and it's like sure like maybe you can have um I'm just trying to think of an of an example. Like, okay, you might have like a real good piece of fried chicken. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good. But like, if I'm eating a piece of fried chicken, and I'm I'm a vegetarian by the way, but I, I want to have like <laughs> I want that side of of gravy with it, and I want that coleslaw, totally. and I want that yeah. mac macaroni salad, and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I I want that cornbread. Like, for Making me, like me that's an album. <laughs> I need like all of the things. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm just getting yeah. nothing but nothing but like a. a what do they have at KFC these days? I don't even know. But, you know, just the side. Yeah, like, that's thanks. not enough for me. I need the whole thing. So that's totally. I'm an album guy in that respect. Um, but I totally get, uh, you know, the, the idea of, of dropping music more frequently. And, and I love EPs. Well, speak, Always speaking EPs. to that, I, I mean, I am too. I still buy albums. Uh, I buy albums all the time. I like whether it's vinyl or, like, I'll, I'll like, go online even though you don't have to buy a record or if i see something in stores that i want i'll buy it but um you know maybe it's more like single a month and then at the end of the year you can get that album and listen to yeah like that um sure because i do like having that you know like for me like i tell people with violent noise in particular i'm like listen to this album front to back like listen to the roller coaster of energy emotion the lyrical content the way songs flow like there's a reason for it um so i totally love when people do that i just the reality is you know you get a spotify playlist in one song and then people are listening to single 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 Mm -hmm. single so i also understand that there is a whole new generation that 
they just want to consume. Um, but they don't want to consume a whole album. Otherwise, people would still be buying records. Um, yeah. They just want what they want in a nice, neat playlist, and that's it. And um, so I think something of the best of both worlds will probably end up happening, but um, yeah. I, totally, I, I love it. I still love records, too. Totally. Well, Violent Noise is out now, and um, it, is. it is a great record. A lot of great songs, as we talked about, a lot of great choruses. And it is a very dynamic record. So, yeah, make sure you check out the whole thing because there's songs that are pretty poppy and, and then songs that are pretty heavy. So I think, you know, just the single is not is not going to get the whole vibe. So Totally. Dude, well, um, anything else to add? Uh, thanks for your, taking the time, and um, it's really good to talk to you. Yeah, no, you know, uh, we're just we're enjoying uh, life on the road right now and always appreciate um, being on round two is great. And uh, hopefully course, you man. and the boys are doing well. We're, we're doing we're doing great, man. Awesome. Well, Damn. I mean, I will see you on Warp Tour when I come and hang. So can't we'll, wait for the we'll hangs a, behind the trailer. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it we'll in. We'll shotgun a couple Bud Lights, man. We'll, we'll do it right. <laughs> I'm down. All right, Telly. Have a great show in Lancaster. And uh, yeah. we'll talk soon, man. All right. Take care. Cheers, dude. So there it is with Telly Smith of The Word Alive back for round two. Always great to have him. Thank you, Telly, for doing this. And thank you for listening to this. If you want to get in touch, it's very easy. You can email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. If you've got suggestions for future guests, if you want to tell me a story... Really, it's all good. Send me an email, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. Our Facebook page is lit, so I've been told. And of course, we're on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff as well. Are you sad this episode is over? Are you sad you have to wait a whole week for another one? If you are, maybe you should join the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. For as little as $6 a month, you can get all access to bonus episodes more interaction with me and other fans of the show on our Facebook page, a question and answer session every month, and of course, merch sent directly to your door. So check it out. It is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And shout out to all my sinners worldwide. I've met so many of them in Australia on this run. A lot of sinners in Australia. Shout out to Rainer and Gabby and Andre and Feek and Laura and Taylor and Sophie and Jesse and Jacob. And I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but I love you all so much. So yes, everybody, check out the All Access Club. It's super rad. Also, feel free to go on iTunes and write a review, preferably five stars. That really helps us out as well. And tell a friend, tell a loved one. Let's keep this thing growing. I'll be back next week with an all-new episode. And as always, I will leave you with a tune. Here's a new one from The Word Alive. It's called Why Am I Like This on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week. Seducing me with temptation Feeling free, your motivation is